0: Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self reclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900's factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students who are willing to take risks. Joe and Ron welcome you to join discussions they used to have privately, where they discuss educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Joe is a third grade teacher and Ron, a technology teacher for grades three to eight. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. Check us out on teachernerds.com and that's nerds with a Z. Find us on Instagram at teachernerdspodcast or on Twitter at Teacher Nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Have you heard
1: about the nerds? What's the word? Teaching nudes. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam, trying to take the teaching from one level to the next, reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teaching nudes. Start the show.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. I am a technology teacher, third grade to eighth grade. And I teach third grade. And today we have two guests with us. Um, one may be very familiar to people. She's third time back, uh, Christine Bertulas, our vice principal. Welcome, Christine.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again.
0: And then we also have uh, Dr. Laura Spencer. Um, welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So uh, just I'm going to give a little background <laughs> on you, uh, Laura. So Laura is an educator with an interest in innovative leadership, teaching and learning. She's director of instructional technology and integration, developing engaging online learning tools and curriculum for virtual students in grades 6 to 12. Pretty cool since we're in a lot of virtual environment right now. Um, I know, right? I know. (laughs) And some of uh, Laura's other interests include design thinking, community engagement, and creating a positive school culture. And you're also (laughs) an Army veteran. I am. Navy mom. So thank you for your service. Thank (laughs) you. And thank your your daughter for her service as well. I
3: will. Thank you. That's awesome. Great to be here.
0: Um, so, you know, I love looking at your blog um, that you have and the, the one that recently that you had out um, about just doing the best you can, right. um, I, I thought was awesome. And, you know, if you don't mind, I just wanted to share a quick part of that um, before we get into our two yes mores and one no way. Okay. So I thought that, you know, you had a section at the end that said, regardless of where you are, you're carrying a huge load on your shoulder. There's pressure to be successful in this new environment, but success takes time and time we don't have right now. Mm -hmm. So please give yourself grace and know that you are doing your best. If that means you are making paper packets, awesome. If that means you're hosting a Zoom call for 100 students in your jammy pants, sweet. (laughs) If that means you're learning Google Classroom 10 minutes ahead of your students, amazing. If that means you're creating lists of resources for other teachers and parents to use, cool beans. If that means you're creating color-coordinated hourly schedule for your family, or you're hating the people who have made the color-coordinated schedule, <laughs> carry on, my friend. And if that means you need time away from everyone to scream into a pillow, or take a quiet walk, or just step away from the insanity, please do it. You got this, and we got each other. I just thought, it was, like reading that, I was like, <laughs> Oh, uh. <laughs> it just felt like somebody, you know, got it and put it out there for everybody to step up and just say, look,
1: it's tough. And I know it's tough. And how many right. shoes, how many of uh, those activities could each one of us say we've had to do, or, you know, if, if those were all hats, how many, of, how many of those hats have you worn Ron or, or Christine, like over the past, what this is, I guess we're on spring break, Laura. So we had okay. four, four weeks of, of this remote learning. Um, and I mean, I, I think I've been through a lot of those different, uh, areas at that time. And um, probably at
4: the same time too, right? Like right, career right. form at the same moment. <laughs> You're like, as I'm making the color coordinating schedule, I'm also hating the people who made it. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> yes.
1: And, and I have a 13 year old and in the very beginning, I love that thing. And, and a couple weeks into it, He's he's sleeping till nine thirty, and I'm like, you know what? Good for him. <laughs> let him sleep till nine thirty because exactly. he's going get yeah. up and do his work. And you know, if that's what he needs at thirteen years old, let the kid sleep. Right. right. And what he's going to need to do is going to get accomplished. Right. Exactly. exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I definitely had my almost scream into a pillow moment yesterday. It was just a matter of I went grocery shopping, and mm-hmm. it's the you know walking into the store and everybody has a mask on mm. and it's not you can't just grocery shop you're actually thinking and planning steps ahead about touching things and mm-hmm. you know staying apart from each other and i like i got back in my car and i almost had you know a moment where i just had to take a breath and think about like i felt bad for students and, and mm-hmm. kids like this is reality for you know a good time forward and i just thought like you know that's reality us having armed security guards is reality in schools. <laughs> yeah. You know, them dealing with school shootings and things like that is reality. Right. And it just like made me take a breath like, man, that, that wasn't for me, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. It was almost carefree and it, it's not as much of that it seemed like. Um, so I definitely had that moment yesterday. So I, I appreciated those words, you know, looking at that.
4: Okay, thank you.
0: Um, All right, so we'll get into our two yes more, one no way, and it is quarantine activities. It's time for two yes more, one no way. I'll go ahead and I'll start. Um, One of my, or my two yes mores, one is, has to be guilty, but it's a little bit of binge watching. Um, I've definitely binge watched Tiger King. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I am that person. <laughs> um, I've binge-watched quite a few, few shows. Um, the other one is, you know, activity is making the fun flip grids that we've been doing um, for students. Uh, we just did the uh, Masked Singer as a flip grid with some of the staff, which was really awesome. Joe and Christine helped out with that. Um, and we had about 10 to 11 staff members do Masked Singer.
1: Ron, um, I think with you there was twelve. There was twelve different. Was there twelve? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I counted this morning, and I thought, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was fun. We're not the would... most talented
2: staff. But... No, no. <laughs>
1: well, no, 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 no. There was ten out of those twelve were really good. Ten out of the twelve, um, and Laura, you could probably guess two. Two of those singers that weren't too good are actually in this meeting. Well, if I was there, it would have been three.
0: So yeah, yeah, my one no way would have to be right now getting on like housework and stuff. I'm just, I'm struggling to get that. I know Joe is like, you know, Bob the Builder over at his place, but uh, it was not happening for me. I'm struggling to get that stuff done.
1: So, all right, who wants to go next? I, I think we should let Christine or, or Laura, if you okay. feel, you know, I think one of the ladies should yeah. go next.
4: Um, I'll go. So I think my, my two yes more one of them is um, having dinner with my family.
1: Mm-hmm. So nice.
4: before this hit, uh, my, my youngest daughter's a senior. So she was, she's a, you know, varsity athlete and works a job and does all, you know, she's a, a queen pageant person. So all these things we hardly ever ate together. So since this has happened, we eat together every night. And so yes, more, and, and please, when this all ends, I'm trying to figure out a way to hold on to that, because I just think that that precious connection with family is, um, you know, highly underrated, right? It should be mm-hmm. more. And then my, my second one is kind of a tie, but um, when I'm working, I love to open the windows because I hear the birds now. And I think it's because there's less cars on the road, and, you know, they're just oh, the, yeah. the wildlife is, is finding their their place in the world again. So it's just mm-hmm. such a blessing to hear them in the morning. And I said it to Ty because the other things my friends and I have started doing is we have Zoom dance nights. So oh. at the end of the day, you know, we might grab a, a beverage of choice and mm-hmm. you know, put on some music and we all just dance around, whether it's in our house or our backyards and kind of let loose of, of some stress for a little bit. So those are my, my two yes mores. Um, I think my one no way is that this whole waiting in line to get into the grocery store now, right? I, I just feel like. I feel like I'm on an episode of the walking dead or something. So yeah. yeah. you're sitting out there and everybody has the masks and the six feet apart. And the person who's saying you can go in the store now and, and such is, um, it's so disconcerting. It's just, I, I hope it's not a new normal, but I have a feeling it is
0: surreal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, surreal.
4: Definitely. So that's mine. My- cool, cool,
0: Christine. Uh-
2: um mine is um uh, my two yes more's are similar to Lara's. I would say my first one is getting to spend time with my girls. Um they're 2 and 6. So at this age like this time is so precious. Um at any age really, but you know, these years fly and I- there's always been so many times where I've been like, God, I wish I could have just had a longer maternity leave or man, I wish I could somehow work part time. And so I'm really trying to take advantage of getting to do things with them. My second one is, you know, working in a school as much as, you know, you try to get outside for recess and, you know, fire drills and bus duty. Um, <laughs> you don't get to let spend a lot of time outside. So I have been spending a lot of time outside going on walks, bike rides. I'm on my deck, my backyard. Um, so that has been refreshing just fresh air and sunlight when it is, it decides to come out, um, is a plus. My no would be, I can't stand right now turning on the TV and watching the news. I just cannot do it. It is so depressing scary, um, conflicting, Um, you hear one thing, then the other, and political, and I just want no parts of it, so I'm almost, like, afraid to turn on the TV, unless I'm on, like, Disney Junior,
4: so I stick with Disney Junior.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Joe. Well, we, uh, it's, at my house, it's my son, who's 13, and his mom, and his mom and I have been together for 20-some-odd years, so we have a very tight knit group and, and we're, we're, we've always been very family oriented. So it's, it's, I don't want to say it's anything new with us just always being home. Definitely with, with his mom working home from now, it's, it's sometimes the quarters are cramped, um, yeah. but it's, it's, it's been a blast just hanging out all day, every day and I'm a homebody, but my, my two favorite activities, um, my, my one was, a uh, I I rekindled my love with a hacky sack. And, 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 and it's, it's so simple. Like it's, it's so, and one, it's one of the things I grabbed clean in the room with all the manipulatives that I wanted to take home for virtual math lessons and anything I could think to grab the hacky sack was sitting right there. And I'm like, you know what? I used to spend so many lunches my senior year, not eating lunch and kicking a hacky sack on the lawn of the high school. You were that guy. I, I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one, but you know, like it was just so much fun. So that's been a blast, kicking a hacky sack in the backyard. My second favorite activity, and, and Ron, you'll know this, because uh, it came, it shined through on the uh, Mass Singer playing the ukulele. And I've been learning, relearning the drums, playing the ukulele, and talk about Tiger King. So I've been writing um, a Corona song uh, and there's a couple different versions. There's G versions, PG-13, <laughs> and uh, the PG-13 version has a Carol Baskin reference in there. It's the oh, top. nice. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's been a blast. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, my one no way, What's what I think has really, like, sucked has been they closed the beaches. Hmm. So, yeah. so even on days where, you know... I do have a time where where I can fly down to the beach and and spend an hour surfing and, and coming back. They close the beaches and it's right. and it 's like now like and there I have all kinds of stress activities like i could I could run around the block we can you know I could play the drums there 's all kinds of stuff I could do, but what I want to do is surf and and right. you know either closing the beaches or you know ron I, I talked to you, we were hoping to do one more snowboard trip uh, to go to Vermont now right. over over spring break and and they, you know they're they're close so that's my one no way is the fact mm-hmm. that it sucks that i can't you know
4: we finally have the time to do these things right, right? <laughs>
1: and then we can't leave yeah. your house. <laughs> like, and, and i guess the only way like laura i don't know how close you guys are to the beach uh we're i'm about an hour away from the beach and and we surf all year round and the best mm-hmm. time is you know the the storms that come through now like Thursdays, mm-hmm. the past couple weeks the waves are like six foot and and just rocking and right. and all you see is people just taking pictures <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> waves.
4: same here we're um, I'm about 20 yeah. minutes away and everything's locked up you know and it's, it's
1: and it's, it's sad it's, crazy. it's it's like you know the they're closing the parks like that's mm-hmm. to me that's that stinks because i i am i'm bit five you know sometimes six in the morning is sleeping in late so mm-hmm. like i need things to do and i and i don't want to stop and, you know, the, you know, the stores suck, like that, all that's mm-hmm. a mess. But to me, the worst part is it, it's it's dangling the carrot and the chain. Right. <laughs> so that's true. yeah, that's um, mine. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I, I guess that's kind of a good transition into, you know, taking all the negative and let's see how we can take that and cultivate some kind of positive going in, you know, when things get back to normal and I mean, even seeing what what is normal going to be school-wise, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a how is it going to reopen and things like that. But, um, you know, what do you all see as a positive coming out of a way that we can work with, even starting with teachers, you know, seeing how kindness and compassion can be cultivated through this whole experience um, with students?
4: I think one of the things we're starting to see is a real coming together. You know, I, I just think back to um, when I was teaching in the classroom. So I'm a middle school, high school English teacher. Um, my background. And so a lot of times it'd be like, I knew something, but maybe I didn't share. Or maybe the person down the hall didn't want to know what I was doing, right? Or, you know, was I showing them up or things like that. One of the things I've noticed in this is this true coming together of people saying, how can I help? You know, there's, there's a real sense of support and even with strangers, right? You're, you're seeing it on, on Twitter and such of, of people saying here, I made this, anybody's welcome to have it. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. you didn't always have that before. You know, it's not just about, um, you know, I know some people use like, like TPT, but it really is truly now here have And I've been the same way, anything I have, you can have it, right? Like, let's just get through this together. And I really am just fingers crossed that that continues into the regular classrooms again, next school year. That culture of of openness,
0: yeah, and I think that's that's the one. Like I've always been a, I'm not going to put something on teachers pay teachers just because I I I always and Joe I think feels the same way. I I, you know I'm not Christine and I haven't discussed it, but it should be free. Like we should be able to to be sharing. That's what that's what this job is all about, and that's what we're trying to teach kids. And we want we want to do the same. Um, So Mm -hmm. it is it is nice to see. And I know Joe, you just started that game board. Activity that you saw from someone,
1: right? Based based off, you know, something I saw someone do on Twitter and and start to play around with it, and then threw a question out there, and you know, his response was, "Oh yeah, I got it from this template," and then I noticed, yeah, his was something you could copy, and and I'm like, "Holy smokes!" And then the more I I fiddled around with his template, like really started to become my own and and figure out how to do it. Um, so like, you know, Ron, we've talked about social emotional learning. You know, well over, I guess, maybe about two years now, and, and I've really tried to weave it into our classroom. And, and I think that's from a majority of the teachers. That's what now I'm seeing is, is people are, are starting to care more about the kids as opposed to the curriculum. And right. and I know I talked to my brother-in-law the other day who who's in a different district than us and has always fought with his uh, superintendent and the principals and the administration. And one of the things I said was our admin has been great with the past couple of weeks getting the kids without devices, devices, and, and getting the kids without internet, internet. So, Christine, like, I don't know if I said it in the last one, but, like, hats off, because I think as a district, we came together... Uh, and I can't talk for every teacher, but, you know, the teachers that I've seen and, and just the stuff that you guys did, that was cool to see us come together as a community. Um,
2: Absolutely. I, and I think, you know, going off what everybody said and Laura said, you know, coming together and, and leaning on each other, too. I think that, you know, it, this experience alone, it kind of led some people to see maybe some weaknesses in themselves and some strength in themselves. But realizing that that's OK and that, you know, I know for a fact that, Ron knows way more than I do about technology. Let me lean on him right now because I can't be perfect at everything right now. I'm not capable of doing that. Um, And we don't have the time because the time is right now to learn all those things, to maybe be an expert. So let's lean on each other. I also think that as far as the teachers with their students, this experience is giving them an insight into what these students are actually capable of doing when they're not in school. Um, what kind of support they have at home. You know, some teachers didn't even realize, oh, this student has to get a packet. You don't have a computer. Um, you don't always get to see that side of things as a teacher in your classroom because a lot of the times we assume that students' worlds look similar to ours. And um, it's, it's not the case a lot of the time. So I think if a lot of people, the realization of, wow, you know what? I, I didn't realize that it was like this for a lot of my students. Um, because a lot of our students don't have that support all the time at home. And we, as we know, a lot of our kids are very different for their parents at home. Um, <laughs> so you might have a great student in class, gives you 110%, but they're giving their mom a really hard time when it comes to their math. So I think, you know, an insight into their world a little bit. Um, we've also seen some of our students struggle with loss and sickness during this time, which has been very difficult. So it's having empathy and seeing each other more as just humans instead of teacher, student, admin, teacher. That we're all humans and we all have fears, strengths, weaknesses.
4: Um, moments where we're going to cry, moments when we're going to laugh. We're all—it's a roller coaster, like we said right, before. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny too. I was thinking um, when you were talking about that—is we also are realizing we're all problem solvers. You know, I think a lot of times we um, want to blow things off and have excuses. Oh, it's bureaucracy. Oh, we can't do that. Well, we can't possibly get all the kids internet at home. That's ridiculous. Or we can't possibly get, you know, all, all these devices and such. And so here we are in this moment and we're realizing that we have some, some pretty serious power here to, to make yeah. change and to make it on a grander scale, on a faster scale than, than we had before. So it's, it's empowering you know, absolutely. To see that, that people can come together and say, this is what I need and, and find ways to, to make it happen. So those mm-hmm. students who are struggling at home are getting fed. You know, that was my my first concern when people are looking mm-hmm. for devices. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I yeah. have students who depend on us for food. Mm-hmm. You know, they right. depend on us for safety. You know, this this mm-hmm. is their safe place to be. And that was my worry. And yet, you know, our, our district is, is packing breakfast and lunches and making sure on Fridays that they have enough food for the weekend. And they're writing personal notes on bags and sending them home with kids saying, you know, we're we're thinking about you and they're passing out devices in the rain and you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're doing parades down the neighborhood to wave at kids through windows and such. And, and it's just, it's remarkable when we Mm -hmm. really, really need to do it. And so it's just, I'm excited. I'm excited at potential and possibilities because I just really hope again, that this continues, that we realize we do have power to make change. Right.
0: Yeah. What about um, from, from again, from a teacher perspective about, teachers opening their eyes to i don't want to say what's important but that that letter grade (laughs) or that curriculum that you you know i have to get to this this Mm -hmm. this and this may not be as important as giving students some ability to shift in their learning or to take you know their learning take their learning over a little bit you know what are your thoughts on that
1: i know i i think coming out of this teachers are going to be better teachers and, and students if given the opportunity are going to, are going to realize what they could possibly do. um, You know, if they're excited and given the opportunity Um, what I'm excited about is, is all these virtual lessons that I'm creating and, I've started creating, you know, we got into UDL this year, so we started a bank of lessons, but now all the, you know, now it's instead of one lesson a week, it's multiple lessons a week, and everything's getting stored in Google Drive, so so to be able to then to meet with groups earlier and, and to be able to have guys fly through chapters if they're able to, or if they can't, then meet with, with teachers more often in smaller groups and, and like the, the excitement that now can happen. And, and Ron, you know, we've been talking about this for for about a year. And now all of a sudden, everyone is thrown into this. Right. So, you know, you think about the, the the baggage or the tricks, you know, all the tools that are going to throw in uh, Laura, I teach third grade with mm-hmm. uh, right now, there's three sections total, um, two, uh, two inclusion classes and and one single teacher class. And it's, I mean, I just, I just think about everything that we're creating together and that we'll have, you know, maybe if something I don't want to use for someone right now, but I might need something a little bit later down the road or moving forward next year, you know, like I know that's all I'm going to be there. So that's as a teacher, that's what I'm excited about. And, and to see the kids almost more motivated now. Than mm. they were in the classroom. When, they want when, to
4: show off now. They want to show you what mm-hmm, they can do. Yeah. They're well, you know,
1: I, I, I look back now and, and think, damn, I really was doing a lot of the work where where mm. I should have re- maybe released more earlier. You know, mm. like I I just mm-hmm. see from day one the Flipgrid responses from these kids, and 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 now to be able to use all those mediums and platforms more because you know we're not in there in the classroom saying use your writer's notebook use your seed notebook you know it's 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 forced to do something different and go out of your comfort zone it's i don't want to say i love it because up until that very last day i was giving those kids high fives they were coming in that classroom and and <laughs> high fives and fist bumps and you know is that going to change i hope not because that's what hand sanitizer and soap and water is for. And, <laughs> and those kids, you know, I'm not a hugger. But some of those kids try and, you know, hug and, and who knows. And, and I say I'm not a hugger. That might be the only hug that kid gets that day, which, right, right. Which, which sucks and is so sad to think about. So I'll throw my hands up in the air and let them hug and say, hey, Mr. DePaulo's not a hugger. <laughs> you know, but, but to, to have that aspect, again, that those are some of the things that I get psyched about as a teacher Looking forward whether it's it's june or or who knows September um, eventually when it all goes back to in school, it could be ex- exciting and and hopefully everyone just doesn't go back to the the easy the easy way of doing things right
0: mm-hmm. yeah I hope everybody doesn't do you- go i say I hope people don't go back to you know cutting and pasting lesson plans from years and years and years and and <laughs> see that they you know, they have the ability to be creative and innovative, uh-huh. um, you know, and take that on.
4: Uh-huh. Right. And I was going to say, um, you know, with with the um, the boundaries kind of blurred now, right? And that it's not from 8.30 to 9.05 or at 10 o'clock, we have to go do this. And here's, you know, our, our nutrition break, right? We have all these, these flexibilities. When state testing was done here, you know, when they said, okay, that's it. Forget it. California, we're not going to test students this year. It was almost like like this collective sigh of relief across the state, right? Like, I felt like the whole state of California was like, ah, because now students can explore passions. Right. So, you know, we were joking earlier, like, um, you know, when you said, you know, my child sleeping until 9 or 9.30, my, my oldest you know, she slept in, my youngest daughter, but she's 17, slept in until noon today. And I joked with her, like, uh, you think maybe she should get out of bed? But she's exploring painting, she's been cooking, like all these things that there's just no time for in the stressed out day to day of school. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now we're really focused on educating and not on school. Like there's, they're two completely different things, right? You can do school without educating at all. right? And Mm -hmm. now we're really focused on how do we educate and how do students learn? And the whole bureaucracy of school is gone. It's just, it's
1: fun. Well, knowledge is no longer power because as long as you have this, right? Like you have everything you need and it fits in your pocket. But what, what do yes. you have to do with it? You know, like everyone's now can be smart because, you know, you're doing science work, let's say, and, and you have to find the atomic weight of cobalt. So say, hey, Siri, what's the atomic weight of cobalt? <laughs> Siri will tell you. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Siri's going to tell you. What do you want to do? Um, <laughs> so that, that's it. Giving them that opportunity now. And, and we run in our district uh, a spark time. Where, where we give those kids the opportunity, at least one day a week to pursue their passions. And, and that's it, it's not, this is what you should learn, but this is what learning's about. Um, this is how you do it, now let's, let's learn something that you're interested in. And it does, I mean, that's, you talk about lighting that fire and letting them go. So I, right. I, I, it's a crappy situation, but it's almost like you're, when you're pushed into something, this, this is design thinking, right? Like here's our Dang. problem. <laughs> we- well,
4: you know, change doesn't come from status quo, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, every major innovation in life isn't happening when everything's going okay. If all is well in your world, there's no reason to change it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's during these times that, you know, it's not always crisis, but you know, it's during these times when change comes about. And so this is education's time to say, okay, here's your opportunity. What are you going to do with it?
2: Right. And I think too, like when thinking of going back to school and like you said, so you know, if you have a device, you know you have the answers, and there is a difference between school and actual education. But what I think that we've all taken advantage of um is that emotional connection with other people and what students are missing right now. I've had students reach out, like, we're not going to have the pep rally. Yes. We're not going to have our trip. These are the things that kids, the kids aren't missing their, you know, geometry lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're,
0: they're not, the- they're not missing the NJSLA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, it's making me think on, you know, as an admin end is what can I plan for kids to come together more as a community to do those yeah. kinds of events where that's what sticks with them the most. So what can we do as a, as a kickoff when we get back to bring everybody together? Because right now they can't do that stuff. Right. Um, and we take it, we, we definitely um, take it for granted. That's what I meant to say. We definitely take those things for granted, being with one another and doing things like that together. And those are the things the kids
1: really love to do. Well, you know, um, I am sure a couple days into this, the kids were excited and then, and then after a few days, you know, I, I know I I heard my son say, you know, those teachers, they, they kept us in there for eight hours and and we can get through this stuff in three hours. And then, you know, three days later, he's ready to go back because, (laughs) you know, it's, and, and I don't, I love this. Like to me, this is, this is, the, the wild west, right? This is the new frontier <laughs> and we get to write the playbook. So I, I to me, this is, ex, this is an exciting time. Um, but as an eighth grader, like that's, you know, he wants to go back and I don't necessarily yeah. think he's worried about graduation, but he is worried about, you know, like hanging out with his friends and, and just mm-hmm. seeing everyone and, and, you know, he's not going to the, he's not at least going to start the same high school with the other kids. He's going to start at the Votex the school. To to explore a couple different trades, so I do feel like he's getting robbed of this. Yeah, you know, his mm-hmm. eighth grade year, he's he's got a, a tight now group of kids that are that are really good kids. He's kids made great choices, and, and seventh grade was tough, but eighth grade like was really thing, things things really started to level out for him. That's sad, and and it's and it's sad to hear him say, "God, I can't," you know, like I want to go back to school, and mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if this happens next year, and I am in a welding program. How you know? How am I gonna? How am I gonna deal right. with this then? Because you know, w- we went to that program uh, and they said that they'll do, uh, I believe, two days in the class and then three days in the shop. So, so right now, like, what are those kids doing? And and you know, I'm sure there's virtual programs out there, but but that can't be anything like being right. in the booth welding or no. or being right. under a car. And um, I think yeah.
2: that's, that's part of that roller coaster. Like, so when we you know, when we started off, it was like, I was all jacked. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this video. And we put out, you know, a video a week to the um, community. And then we did like a, a spirit week Flipgrid, And then I was just like, I'm depressed. <laughs> I don't like I just didn't have it in me. And but then again, you have to realize that's when you lean on other people. But like, I was like, I don't have it in me to focus on something positive right now. I know that sounds bad. But like, I was losing it as a mom, I was losing it as a wife, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this right now, like, I can't give any positivity, and then it came back, but it's just a roller coaster right now, and then you, you don't feel like you're doing enough, like, you know, like I said to Ron and uh, Joe last week, you know, I don't have specific Google Classrooms with students, so for me to try to connect with the kids, I'm trying to get into a million different Google classrooms, because I want the kids to see my face. I want them to know like, hey, Mrs. Bertulis is here. I care about you. I'm thinking about you. Um, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's definitely a roller coaster
4: ride. I think emotions. it's going to make, make us remember what's, what's important, right? You know, how, yeah. how do we value relationships? How many times have we, like as adults, we say, oh, I would love to hang out with that friend, but I've got this going on, or, you know, and I always used to joke with my friends, like, you know, I still love you, and I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I've mm-hmm. been out of the loop for a while. And I just think, you know what, I, I really need to reprioritize what's yep. important. And um, I think that's going to be something that, that we really have to, to hold on to is, mm-hmm. is the, the human touch. You know, we started talking about learning and such, but the human touch and, and um, who are our students as, as human beings, as individuals? Mm-hmm. How do we connect? Like you said, you know, how do, how do they know that you are thinking about them or that, that you care is going to be key, especially yeah, the longer absolutely. we do this. You know, there's, there's some serious depression going on. Mm -hmm. right now and um you know there's some people in in not lovely homes like i can go outside and go for a walk that's awesome but i also know some people who live in tall ugly brick apartment buildings and the park is closed and they don't have that option and they're stuck with all their family and Mm -hmm. and so how are we reaching them and letting them know that we care that we're here it's hard and that was one of the first things too that
2: um you know, we're very fortunate that we have very good counselors in Southampton, and we have three right now. We have two full-time, one part-time, but that was one of the first things we focused it on as admin and guidance counselors. How are we reaching these kids in the homes that we're, we're worried about? How do we make sure they're okay? How do we open that line of communication where they have a safe haven to reach out if they need to? Um, and we were able to set that up, So, um, but it's still scary because there's kids that I lost sleep over just when they would go home at night, just for that one night. And now right. it's like I might not see these kids <laughs> for months. Like how do I know that they're truly right.
4: okay? And it's not like I'm calling their personal cells to check on mm-hmm. them. Well um, and kids that might have been okay before might not be okay now. Right. Right. And so right. we've we've been doing the same thing. We have a list and you know, it's it's telling teachers like, I need you to check in on every single child, mm-hmm. not just the ones you were concerned about before. Right. Because you have families who are well off that all of a sudden because they're considered non essential, which is a horrible mm-hmm. phrase by the way, but you know, they've been deemed non essential, now they're laid off. Yep. So right. students who might have been strong are now having to maybe carry more weight in the family or, or hold things together. And so, right. um, you know, that the the trauma-informed care is, is going to increase exponentially when this is over. Absolutely.
2: And there's going to be a huge, I think we have to be prepared too for a huge adjustment period of adjusting back to what normal is. Right. Um, and I don't... Like, and there's so much that's unknown. Like, who knows what that's even going to look like, like what right. the new normal is going to be. But it's going to be a huge adjustment for, for everybody and kind mm-hmm. of like recovering from this and
4: healing from it, I think.
3: Right. <laughs> no. Well, yeah.
4: that was the point of my blog post is I had a friend who was like, I haven't even gotten up to go to the bathroom. My kid's driving me crazy. You know, I'm, I'm going to kill somebody and, and was just really beating herself up. And it was like, yeah. you know what? if I had to teach middle school with my toddler hanging on my leg and asking for a sandwich, you know, and, and my dog going in and out and the FedEx guy and such, I would not have been as successful a successful teacher as I was. And that's part of that whole grace piece, right? Is this is unprecedented that we're asking people to work from home and we think, oh, just bring your laptop home. <laughs> but life at home is very different. Like there's a reason you go to the office, you know, is to escape from those, those distractions and those other things going on. And Oh my goodness gracious. You <laughs> Like I just, I'm so incredibly happy that my daughter is 17, you know, that I can say, here's the keys to the car. You go stand in line and go inside and see if you can <laughs> find butter, you know, and she went to four stores today to find butter. But I, I don't know how, I don't know how you do it with younger children. Like I, I just think, wow. <laughs> so I, I we I have always, to not beat ourselves up. I know. I've always
1: called home uh, from my cell phone and, and a majority of my calls home. My whole educational career has always been after school because mm-hmm there's always to me so much going on. And when I get 10 minutes, sometimes during the day, I do just want to sit. So I've always called home from my cell phone and I've never had issues. Never. And mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks, I can't tell you how many times I've I've gotten parents texting me and, and calling and, and they're like, uh we're having a bad day. There's no due date. Is it okay if we do it? To, I'm like, look, if you're having a bad day, don't do this. Like, mm-hmm, right. I'm not. We're not a grading assignments. There are there are opportunities to extend your learning. If you're having a bad day, that's why, uh, Christine. I love moving forward or what I need day, mm-hmm. where we're not going for like a five day work week, but there there'll be a day during the week where if you need if you need a day to, to decompress, if you need a day to catch up. You know that's there because that's what's what's most important: your emotional well-being, and not right. nece- not necessarily the grade on the third-grade math test. Um, <laughs> that, that's on division. You know, like you, you right. don't get it this year. Guess what? You're gonna see division again in fourth grade. Right. Um, in fifth grade. And,
3: <laughs> and sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. And that's,
4: that's and Common Core math for parents. Oh my goodness. Oh, I know. It's right. so sad. <laughs>
1: And that's why, with my co-teacher, one of the things that you know I I always tried to stress over this couple last couple weeks, like we can't just send school home. Our our math book is very confusing, and and when we try and walk kids, you know, through the steps and and to gradually release it, I'm in front of the classroom. Sometimes I'm like, oh crap, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Did I just teach that right? <laughs> and there's lessons where you know we use the book but we we can't follow it step by step because you look at the standard and you look at the way they're reaching it and you're like well this isn't working yeah like yeah. Let's, let's so so to have to try and send that home like we're like no no way especially not now like it's review it's enrichment mm-hmm. um so to get those calls and and thank god I gave them those numbers because you hear the horror stories where and my son went through it where teachers necessarily aren't responding and they don't feel like they have to reach out. So teaching, mm-hmm. teaching teach in third grade, like these kids are eight, nine years old. And, and to, to, to try and force them to do that with something they might struggle with, with a teacher and a special ed teacher in the room. Now they don't have someone, you know, maybe there's a parent at home. Maybe the parent mm-hmm. cares enough about education, but that's a lot of what ifs, you know, right. like that's, that's a lot of dice rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just that that open that phone call, I think, has been. It's it's not eight to three anymore. Like your office right. hours, I think you you have okay. to. Well, that's that like that's
2: that's the flexibility piece that we're
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're flexible with your kids. We're flexible with the parents. We're flexible with the teachers. There has to be that flexibility right now because you don't know what people are going through. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, even as administrators, when you you know when in some of the planning stages, and you know there's what, five or five administrators, and we all don't think the same way, Um, or, you know, what I think might be best for teachers, somebody else might not think, you know, is best for teachers, but you have to remember that we're also not in the teacher's home, so we, you can't assume you know what their environment's going to be like at home when they're trying to teach a lesson, Right, like you said, like, for me, like, I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old, it's (laughs) chaos, it really is, I'm in a locked room right now, um, (laughs) hiding,
1: so, um, and, your, and your husband is going to be knocking on the door in three hours. Like how, that well, the,
2: spaghetti going? Out, the sauce, the pot, everything's ready to go. So he just has to start it. Um, you know, but when we were discussing, I don't want to say debating, but it came into a little bit of debate on, you know, how many lessons, you know, and someone said, you know, well, some teacher, they, they have to teach, you know, this many lessons a day, five days a week at school. Yeah. We're not at school. You know, what is and my thing is what's the purpose of doing that? What's the purpose? Who's getting the most out of it? What are the kids getting out of that? Nothing. Throwing five to, to six math lessons at them a week is not gonna do anything. And and what does that do to the teacher besides stress them out? Um, that's just not the way it's gonna work and it's not gonna work
4: well. So you just there has to be flexibility. Well, flexibility, I'm, Like you said, for ourselves and for the kids, right? Like right. we have to know when it's time for us to disengage. Like it's great that you responded to a text at 9 p.m. I'm the same way. I'm actually, I'm usually the one who's, you know, sending emails at midnight or 1 a.m. Because that's when I'm functioning. Although now I've learned to schedule send so that other people who are yes. up at midnight don't feel like they have to respond. <laughs> but I also am okay saying, you know what, I'm, I'm shutting mm-hmm. down for 20 minutes. My phone is staying at my desk. And I'm going to walk around the block with no technology and it's okay. Mm. If I miss a call from my boss, I'll call her when I get back inside, you know, but I think people are also afraid of that now. Like, Oh, I got to always, you know, what if that one kid or what if that one parent Mm -hmm. or my boss? And so that's that it's hard, you know, that there's not a, okay, the bell rang the day is over, right? It can become a blur and you can find that all of a sudden your two year old's like, mom, you haven't spent any time with me and it's been 14 hours, you know? So we have to have, again, that grace to say, this is how you take care of me because when I'm at my best, then I can help you be at your best. So mm-hmm. we have to find that balance. Right. I think that's
1: gotten a lot easier as, mm-hmm. as, as we've, we've gotten further into it. Finding, finding that shutoff switch or being able to walk away. Cause you can, I mean, how, how many times are you sitting there and go, Oh, that's a great idea. Let me write that <laughs> down. Or, <you> know, <laughs> right. we, have, we have easels now all over the place and I, and yep. I'm really trying to get everything from our living area to <laughs> into our music room so I could set up like a studio with green screen mm-hmm. and, and not have to get rid of all the, we have a lot of guitars and drums and, and, you know, I guess our, our toy room to now mm-hmm. become an office and, right. our, and our, our house is it now we call our classroom chilling with ideas. So our ha- you know, my house on Dover road is, is doesn't have to be chilling with ideas. <laughs> um, I can, I can throw it all into one room and do everything from one right. room and, and still have, you know, maybe an easel in the living room if I get an idea to to jot something down, but to not have a green screen hanging in the wall as soon as you walk <laughs> into the house. St- Stacy's not into that look.
3: No? <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine repainting the walls I, I, I <laughs> <liked> green. I like
1: green.
0: What, um, if we're, you know, looking at moving to students, you know, what are, some of the ways or some, I don't want to say projects, but ways that we can cultivate more empathy, kindness, compassion out of this. I mean, for, for me, um, this year, I really got focused on the SDGs and, yeah. you know, trying to bring those in. Mm-hmm. And the, the project that we had going with Spring Break before Spring Break was a collaboration between my technology class and the art class. And students had to research three SDGs and find the, the three that spoke to them, that they were passionate about. And I, it's, I did this prior, you know, to the shutdown, and I've seen more spark in them about what they're passionate about with these, the SDGs, you know, and health coming up so much and them doing the research and realizing, you know, not everybody has access to healthcare or there were so many that were so surprised that clean drinking water mm. was not just something that everybody had access to or quality education or, you know, any mm-hmm. of the SDGs. Those were, were ones that really stood out. You know, prior to this, it was, oh, I care about the oceans and, it, you know, because I love animals and, and, and not to knock that as an, as a, an SDG or, or a kindness or compassion, but now I think they're seeing. People. And, right. you know, I, I really want to keep that, that moving um, and try and switch them, you know, from being just consumers of things, but to being creators of things. You know, so how do you think that shift can continue to, to move forward?
4: I, I think it needs to continue to move forward. I, I think, um, you know, with design thinking and empathy, the big piece is knowing the end user and that the end user isn't us, right? Um, I was reading a book about um, kindness. And when you're little, like, like you know, like your two year old, if you're sad, they'll bring you like their blanket because it makes them happy. So therefore, it should make you happy. And they don't really understand, right, that we each have different things that that connect with us until they're older. And so I think students are now having opportunities to realistically see right? Like you said, like the SDGs in the beginning are, well, I like the whales and I like the ocean. So therefore I'm going to, you know, save the ocean. And there's nothing wrong with that. But um, now they're, they're seeing things at a more personal level. And I think it's a great opportunity to tap into that. You know, I I see um, a lot of schools are working on that kids are sending letters saying to first responders, thank you for what you do or, or making posters and such. And it's, it's so simple and so powerful. Mm -hmm. And really giving students opportunities to have that voice or to be able to share what's going on with them and have other students say, like, I I hear you, I feel you, you know, I I see you is important. And I think beyond that, we are becoming a global society. And so students have an opportunity now to really work in an environment that mimics that. You know, they're not always going to be working with the student next to them or working with a child that they want to or, or whatever. Right. So. How do we work together across Mm -hmm. these weird divides right now and and Mm -hmm. such? It's it's just a real unique opportunity to let them explore those things at a more meaningful level.
0: I think it would be cool too coming out of this. Teachers, I think, are going to be a little bit more comfortable with distance learning. Mm -hmm. So I think hopefully the collaboration between schools or schools in other countries or just other cities, you know, I hope that goes on. Even, mm-hmm. even
1: classes, you know, like you talked yes. that, that project <laughs> yeah. that you, you that you were doing, and and it was you and and uh, Brittany, right, the art teacher. But then, what about the reading teacher? You know, like a lot of the, mm-hmm. you know, why not the do the read? Because you figure they got so into it and and started to find out their their what causes they were really into. Probably because they had the time, and it wasn't you know like we've talked before. Your that bell ends, and your kids are saying, "Oh man, wait a minute!" Like. I can't believe this class flew by like now there's no bell telling them to stop. So they get into one of your projects. And, you know, right now there's infinite time for them to put into it. And, you know, not for anything that might be a a more enjoyable project than going to complete a packet. So you have the opportunity to, choose. but like moving forward, when we come back to hook up with the reading teacher and to hook up, you know, I'm sure SDGs could lend them way their way into the social studies class. I mean, everything,
4: every everything, right? Everything.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, you but do a "We Are this. the World"
0: music, <laughs> you know, program based on the SDGs. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so, to so have much
1: more teachers willing um, to maybe collaborate and and more teachers uh, more comfortable with with the technical side of things and and sharing things through whether it's we video collaborative videos or, you know, documents and slides and, and the Google suite. And then to the do, you know, Ron SDG's third grade focus on something, fourth grade focus yeah. on something right. mm-hmm. um, to, to really I mean, bring, bring, you know, Ron's uh, vision of an SDG school district. That's, yeah, I mean, um, I'd, I'd love that. Yes.
4: And maybe from, then they'd stop asking, you know, why are we learning this? So when I taught seventh grade, um, one year we were piloting a, a tech program. And so we were fortunate to have students in a cluster. So in the past, it was just, you know, luck of the draw, whichever teachers they have. But this one year we had these cluster of students. So we started making sure that we had cross-curricular units built in. And so it was no longer, well, when, when I'm in Laura's class, she makes me do this. And then when I go to science, they, we do it this way. But they started to see how things were interconnected. And so when you're talking about like SDGs and, and it's tech and art and they think, oh, it's something extra. But when they go to their reading class and all of a sudden the articles and the nonfiction things they're reading happen to be on the same subjects, yeah. right? And they're doing some labs in science and they're seeing how erosion works. And they're like, oh, that contributes to the mudslide we were talking about when we were talking about the SDGs here, right? And, and everything in the historical context. It just, it's, it's bigger than them. It, it, I think, gives them a sense of place in the world to see how everything is connected to each other without this arbitrary, I just have to know it for Friday's test. Right,
0: right, right. It makes yeah. it more meaningful. Yeah.
4: yeah. They find the meaning in it.
0: And I, even now with, with what we're dealing with, I, I was thinking with math. How important are graphs and charts and understanding data and, yeah. you know, being able to plot do right. data, <laughs> right, 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 and garbage in, garbage out data. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that it, it can hopefully lead to a more kind, compassionate, yes. driven, empathetic, driven
1: curriculum. Well, you, you talk about a math lesson. Why do I need to, why do I need to know how to read a graph? this is why (laughs) boys and girls here's your history lesson this is why math is important look Mm -hmm. what happened at this point in time when people in charge or they had people in charge that necessarily were making decisions that weren't doctors or or that weren't informed um Mm -hmm. to make those decisions and and how bad situations can get worse when you don't you don't know Mm -hmm. i don't want to say simple things because sometimes you're looking at those graphs and and it's confusing you know you want to talk about why math's important that's a That's a beautiful real world connection. Right. Exactly.
4: I also
2: think going off of, you know, cultivating the kindness going forward, I think that this situation, like we had mentioned a little while ago, shined a light on um, people that kids don't often recognize as heroes. Um, You know, kids look up to, you know, they're they're sports athletes and celebrities and not saying that they're not doing good things right now, but they're not your grocery store workers and your nurses. So you know, I think this we're looking at people in a much different way and and appreciating people no matter what their job right. status might be. That when it comes down to it, doesn't matter how much money you have in this situation, you know, the coronavirus didn't, you know, pick and choose and look at the people who really stepped up. They it wasn't necessarily who you would have thought would be as your as your hero. And I think I want kids look around our community and say, okay, who are the heroes in our community? Right. Um, I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. Think about people, you know, I remember being in school and, you know, a teacher saying to to the class, you know, if you don't learn this, you know, you're going to be someone checking people out at the grocery store and as if that was this lowly job, but they're the people keeping things running right now. You know, the long haul truck driver, the person checking you Mm -hmm. out at the grocery store the guy cleaning the carts as they come back into the grocery store so that you can take it next. Right. Um, I've been trying
4: to run outside whenever, you know, because, of course, we're all dependent on Amazon and things right right now for deliveries. So I've been trying to run outside when the FedEx people are dropping stuff off just to say thank you, right? Right. Thank you. Because usually we we put notes all on our front door. (laughs) Our front door is covered. It's those little things, but you're right. You know, when they go back, are they going to appreciate the 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 person checking them out at the lunch line and and different things? You know, those are the people who have kept us going, and that's I you know I hate that essential non-essential. No, Um, but I do think what it's highlighting though is that there's a lot of essential people that in the past we deemed non-essential. Like maybe it's it's shifting us a little bit to say there is no such thing truly. Right. as non-essential and to say oh you're gonna be you know do you want i when we were growing up they say oh do you want fries with that right like that was supposed to be right, right. like like you're you're not going to be successful in life and i think well they're the ones feeding me right now right. so thank you very very much for my fries
3: i'm
4: running out of food at home so um <laughs> you know i'm I, we're going to be grateful for different people but i think right. it's up to us as adults to highlight that for the younger students, especially too, absolutely. right. Is to, is to be careful in our wording and maybe we'll rethink some of the things we say yeah, or absolutely. the negativity we bring in. Uh, you know, Mike Rowe with dirty jobs, that was his whole thing in the beginning, right. right? Was yeah. to say, Oh, be careful who you choose to dismiss because these are the people that keep our country going and, right. and he's right. And now we're seeing that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I got to say the one thing I, I you had mentioned your design thinking Laura and mm-hmm. I love the, you had the project, I think you gave like three minutes and a paper plate for people to design a mask. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, it but it, it highlighted so well design versus design, versus thinking. design
4: thinking. Right, yeah. So Because your mask.
0: Yeah. So the, the concept, mask, yeah, yeah.
4: So the concept mm-hmm. was um, a piece of construction paper and they had a minute to put a mask on their face, right? And that was the only parameters. But it had to fit on their face without being, you know, held. And, um, and then when they were done and they all wore it and actually like took selfie and they were all proud of themselves. And I go, these are awesome masks. Now trade it with the person next to you. Right. And the mask does a fit, right. You know, your, your eyes are set different. You know, a lot of people who had glasses were using the glasses to kind of help, but then the person next to them didn't have glasses and it didn't fit. So it was this whole idea. Yeah. We can't focus on what works for us. Right. You know, that's design, but it's really not design thinking. So.
0: Yeah. And that was, that was something that took me a little while to, to figure out the difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and not that one's better than the other. I mean, you need them both, yeah. but to different
4: purpose.
0: Yeah. Understand design versus design thinking. Um, you know, but I, I thought that that was just I was like, oh, it's such a simple little project, but That's it cool. highlights mm-hmm. you know, and such cheap. a <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing I like, can like I do watching this as
4: a keynote I was a keynote and i'm like can i do this as a keynote speaker and i was like i'm gonna try it i'm like passing out construction paper in this giant audience I'm like we're gonna do this you know but it's those things and that's why i said like you know the little kid will bring you their blankie and they expect you to be happy um right. and you know we each have our own blankie you know our, our own right. way of being happy and so are are we going to realize that you know when we when we start school next year are we going to decorate our classroom based on what makes us happy You know, Mm -hmm. are we going to have conversations with students and say, what do you need in this classroom to feel safe and and happy? You know, I just, there's a lot of things I think that we're going to start, I hope, rethinking and and reassessing the the purpose and, you know, design for others.
0: If there was one last, I guess, like stakeholder in the whole group that I wanted to, you know, we wanted to talk about was parents. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of parents I've seen, you know, online are kind of going, whoa, (laughs) teachers really play an important role in what's (laughs) going on, you know, and how can we keep that ball rolling of we're all looking for a common goal Mm -hmm. and we want to keep that common goal going. What are, what are some ideas to, you know, help continue that, you know, moving forward? Um, Because I don't, I, I know one of your specialties is, community bringing community Mm -hmm, together and sometimes I think it's it's just it's daunting Mm -hmm. to try and bring the community together you know Um, in a district
4: Patrick Lencioni wrote a book called the advantage and he talks about communication and it's for business leaders and he says you know you communicate communicate often you over communicate you communicate again right he was just like I can say something 20 times Mm -hmm. but maybe you weren't ready to hear it and on the 21st time you are and I think with parents, one of the things where, um, and I'm guilty of this too, is is we just get in our own bubble and we just think parents just let us teach, right? You parent, I'll teach. I've, I've got this, um, and we've put like this wall between us. And so I would, I think moving forward, one of the things we have to do is is communicate more often and with intention. You know, not at them, but with them. You know, yeah. here's here's what we're working on. Here's why. What are you thinking? You know, how can I support you? What are what are you noticing? And invite them in. And inviting them in doesn't mean you have to come in the back of my room and, and, um, you know, cut up construction paper for my, my project next week, but whatever you can deliver, however you can deliver, how do I invite you in to be part of this process is going to be huge. Like we have to be partners. We talk about it all the time. We don't really mean it a lot of the (laughs) times because we want to close our door and do what we want to do. And I get it, you know, guilty Mm -hmm. as charged. But how do we really say if we work together, we are better than if we are doing two separate things? So that, to me, is the big piece with parents. I think also think,
2: Ron, that we, you know, parents are seeing so much more now because teachers are using technology to show what they're covering, what Good it's point. going to look like. And we don't typically do that because we're in a classroom. We write our lesson plan. We do it and, you know, we, we might post our homework and things like that, but a lot of parents right now are seeing, you know, sometimes for the first time, what, what the focus is on, um, of their child's learning. And I think that is something we need to continue to do is let the parents see what's going on more often. I think that is, it's really important and it does make them go, oh my gosh, wow. Like you're able to get my child to do that. (laughs) You and know, maybe that's so, where the, uh, you know, the
0: positives of social media, right. you know, in the school, having a, a classroom Twitter account or a classroom mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, reaching the parents where they, they live, you know, right, or, right. on social media. Or, mm-hmm. um, and that's why
2: I, like, it, And sometimes when we send out, you know, emails or the, the robo calls, I'm like, just put it on Facebook. Like right. that's where the parents are, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, they're following yeah. on social media. Honestly, in my struggle in the beginning to reach all the kids, especially my middle schoolers who the teachers weren't holding as many, you know, Google Meets, because it's harder when you have multiple classes in middle school um meeting with all those kids. I went on TikTok. Um, that's where <laughs> they are. I've and seen you know, Laura,
0: I've seen Laura's TikTok stuff.
3: Yeah, I <laughs> made a few
2: TikToks for them and they were like, Mrs. Bertolis, like, you know, I was like, that's how I reach the kids. That's where they mm-hmm. are. So I think it right. is all about reaching them you know, where they are, um, and we have to do that with
1: parents, too.
2: You know, they want to see it, and they want to be a bigger part of it. We just have to figure out,
3: you know, how to do that.
1: Well, more. We, uh, for, for our room, we would bring them in for uh, when we would do design thinking, and mm-hmm. we would try and do those maker projects and, and or, you know, some type of project based on, on something else, and it's great because, you know, we have two teachers in the room, but when you can bring parents in for those types of hands-on projects, um, with third graders, you know, like, Ron, I know in your class they are able to use X-Acto knives. When, when, not when not the third graders. Not the third graders. No, no, no. But, but the, I'm sorry, the middle school kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when, when I have, you know, seven little eight-year-olds that say, can you cut this wall and I need a circle here, you know, having those extra adult hands in the room. Yep. And you talk about being appreciative. That's when, you know, like, Christine, you said, wow, you got my Johnny to do this. Like, mm-hmm. and like they, you know, you can at times – you're a cowboy and, and you got, you have, you know, a herd of cattle <laughs> and, and, and each, each, each one wants to go a separate way. And so you're, keeping, true, you no, know, and you, and you're keeping it all going. To me, that was, that was always the, the, the funnest time, uh, to be a teacher is, is running those types of hands-on projects, bringing parents in. And, you know, it's so different now than when I went to a Catholic school in the eighties. So it was sit down, diagram these sentences off the board um you know it was it was a lot different and I think that's what a lot of these parents were used to so when they come in and and see the way our classroom is run it it was like holy smokes like they're tired and they were only in for you know 35 minutes 45 minutes and and we're running that all day so you talk about appreciating you know what someone is doing for your kid that's, that's at least from our standpoint, we really saw mm-hmm. a lot of great feedback and, and during our RTI time with, with the kids that we had mm-hmm. that weren't getting serviced one-on-one five days a week that would have a couple times where maybe they weren't working on their Spark project or they were in between projects or, or waiting for an expert student to come help them with something. So we put them in a multiplication tournament run by a parent, you know, and, and we had a parent coming in sometimes two days a week regularly. Um, so, and you know, it, it, it kind of stunk because, you know, we were going to have four or five parents come in and we were going to make traps for the leprechaun on, uh, <laughs> on, and, and I, and I am not a big, I'm not into making traps for that leprechaun, but, but <laughs> so we made a whole video on, you know, this leprechaun and, and we were going to bring him in. You're not making a trap to keep you, to keep your stuff safe. You have to keep, you know, we were going to have them interview mm-hmm. another student. We had like four parents and. Like the call came Friday night. Like right. teachers, you got and now four you have hours. another year to perfect it. Yeah, right. Is, <laughs> well, and I, this year is going to be so good, so but, good. And, and that's it. Like every year, getting better and better. But uh, right. you know, it's like it was robbed this year, and and I yeah. I, I feel like the kids were robbed. Like every okay. year, we do something special. We didn't name the co-teacher and I didn't name our class. The kids named it. And and here mm-hmm. we want each each. Kid to leave their legacy. So this year, like it was going to be, what? What are we called as individuals? Like if we're if our classroom is chilling with ideas, what are we called? Like I could call us Chillers, or you know, like I could come up with a name, but it's not mine. Like I wanted it to be yeah. theirs. Or or the project that we did, the Koala Project. You know, it's like the the parents see the kids doing this this stuff at, at eight years old and raising. What did we raise almost five hundred dollars, I think, yeah. or a little over yeah. five hundred dollars over. You know and you know the kids are making videos and, and printing out posters and you know just just to see the parents like holy smokes and what you know my uh, the best email how do I log my kid into Google because he's talking about this website that he made you know like to, to, to show the parents everything they're doing like I, I just feel like the kids and the parents were robbed and sometimes I hear myself say this stuff and I think I sound so pompous but but, the, the, but, but like, the experience I think these little kids get, you know, at eight years old, like, I hated school. And, and so my biggest goal is, is to give these kids an experience that, you know, they might not remember, what is it? In oh, the, the, math, we got the properties. I, I'm, who cares about the properties, you know? Like, and, and I don't care if these kids ever remember the properties. Um, but if they remember, you know, the game board they made, to to help another kid learn multiplication, like to me, that's that's right. that's what's important. When they think Mr. Apollo, what are they going to remember? Right. Um, and I feel like a quarter. You know, we do marking periods. so a third of their schooling, a third of their time right. with us is is like it's. I guess it's not robbed because we're still interacting with them and everything. But you it's know, different it's change big yeah. time. We we yeah. get seven yeah. hours a day with them. Seven hours a day that now. You know, we don't have that. I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. the kids are robbed. The parents are robbed of that experience. Um, right. We do. We try to, we try and make it enjoyable and, and we get it all the time. You know, they don't, they shouldn't have to struggle to send their eight-year-old to school. And mm-hmm. and I think when they are in our class, you know, and, you know, I, I never hear the kid doesn't want to come to school. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know what you're doing, Mr. DePaulo. My <laughs> kid hates coming to school. Like, we, we don't get that. and Or, and if they feel that way, it, it's never it's never told to us. So I, I just feel like to me, that's what stinks. So making those calls home and, and this is the first time ever. And Stacy had to help me outlook. Uh, I created a whole email with just the parents. So, you know, not that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: cause some parents don't want to get text all the time or, you know, they don't want a weekly text on what's going on. So I'll send out a, a weekly email. This is right. what we want to try and do. Um, I, yeah. I, that, you know, that contact it's, 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 it's important, you know, they, they should, we're with those kids seven or eight hours a day, which is sometimes longer than, you know, if the kid, the parent doesn't come home till five, the kid's got to go to bed at eight. Right. That's three hours there. And, and maybe an hour in the morning. And I don't know what it's like with anyone else's kids in the morning, but I'm like, come on, get up. You gotta get, what do you mean? You don't want breakfast. Did you brush your teeth. Did you, <laughs> no, you didn't. You clearly didn't do the back of your hair. Let me help you. What do you mean? You don't, you know, it's, 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 it's not, yeah. it's, it's not like it's been mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks where, we don't have to worry as, as much right. as we used to.
2: Right. But I think, you know, for this, for this time, um, like you, we had said before, um, kids and parents, teachers, we're not going to look back at this time and think, okay, so what did we cover during this time? What did my child learn? They're gonna, it's they're going to, it's going to stand out with how we made people feel. Did they feel right. comforted? Did they feel stressed? Did they feel what, what were they feeling? And I think the fact that, you know, we've really tried to come together to say, hey, you know, Friday is gonna be a day where you take what you need. Um, we're only gonna have this many lessons a week. You're gonna be pass fail. We're not giving you actual grades. Mm-hmm. Like everybody take a breath. Teachers, you're not working a full day. Um, you don't need to hand in lesson plans. Like." That's what people are going to remember is how they felt during this time about school. And I think that's really important. Like I think as an administrator, what are my teachers going to think about me during this time? What are my students going to think about me during this time? Not that I'd make sure the teachers covered the curriculum they had. Right. That's, that's not what, what's important right now.
1: Well, this could be our longest one yet, Ron. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this was longer than our last week's one and that was pretty long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like- when you when you get multiple people talking about a topic that everyone's passionate about,
3: right you know, yep. like
1: the only the only better place this conversation could happen um in my eyes would be like a bar because, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you could keep drinking beer and and then <laughs> yeah. know, mm-hmm. the, the, the six
4: hour long podcast episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day <laughs> yeah,
0: right, well. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. I really Thanks appreciate it. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how, what are the best ways?
4: You can find me on Twitter. LSPENCEREDD um, is my Twitter handle. You can email me at laurakspencer.com. You know, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, um, anything, anytime, my blog, laurakspencer.com as well. But i um, always here for people, especially right now. Like I said, I will gladly give anything and everything in my arsenal to anybody who needs it. So they just have to let me know. And I know sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And that's the other thing right. too, right? Is people don't necessarily know what to ask for, but they just know that they're stressing about whatever, you know, reach out
0: and we'll figure it out. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much. And Christine, what's your Twitter for people to follow?
2: Um, oh my gosh. I should know this, Ron. <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, I think I'm Bertulas VP. Okay. <laughs> this is brutal. SVP. <laughs> pathetic. You know me with Twitter.
4: Sometimes I'm all about it, and then I'll take like a little vacay. <laughs> my, my keeping up with Twitter. Ugh, gotta get better.
1: It's a full time job. It be. It can be a full time job. It can, be, it job. can, can be, be sometimes
2: very daunting.
1: There's yes. and there's there's so much out there, you know, and and there's a lot of good stuff out there. Not all of it's good. Um, That's there's, correct. There's, there's, there's I just depth. say
2: if I follow what Ron and Joe are putting out there, I'm good. Like I. I just follow what you guys follow, and I feel like I'm caught up, and it's all good. <laughs> you make it easier for me. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, we will let you go. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Us. It was nice Thanks. to uh, meet
2: you. Nice to meet you yeah, too. Yeah, it
0: was great to to meet you in person. Well, kind of in person, <laughs> as in person as it gets right now. <laughs> right. The new right. norm. That's the right, new norm. Yeah. Right. Um, so thank you once again. Yeah. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you all. Have a great all right. day. Bye-bye. Bye. Teacher nerds, teacher nerds, knocking on your door. Open up, let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try, don't be shy, there's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teaching nerds. I'm talking
0: teacher nerds. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Nerds Podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere you listen. Remember to visit TeacherNerds.com, and that's nerds with a Z. Follow us on Twitter, at TeacherNerds, and on Instagram, at podcast. And thank you for being one of the Teacher
3: Nerds.